because I think K-pop is great. It kind of illustrates a very good demonstration that being an Asian can be also very good. I'm Katie Gibson, and this is Sounds of Berkeley. Today, I'm in the studio with Billy Ko, founder and CEO of A Music Rights Management and a renowned mentor to Chinese music industry stars, and Lee Gao, Berkeley student who has organized the past two China-U.S. music summits on campus. Welcome to the studio. Yes, good morning, Teddy. So your talk at the summit this weekend was titled Making Hits for Four Decades, The Anatomy of A&R. And I know you have a lot of experience in the industry. So how has Chinese music and your role evolved since you started making music there in the 80s? Wow, it's a, it's a long story. I started uh, doing music when I was in a college day, way back in Singapore in the 80s. Okay, like so, our uh, students. Yes, yes. I, I was a member of a, a somewhat boy band in Singapore at the time. Nice. I started off as a performer. So uh, later on, um, we, we, we went to the studio and we cut records. And I kind of became a producer because nobody wants to do the dirty job. So most people like to like be on the front stage as a, as a singer or even as a songwriter that make names. But usually producers are not credit. In, 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 I mean, even they are credit, but usually people don't really look at producer. You don't so, get the same kind of attention yes, as yes, the yes, performers yes. do. Yes. I ended right. up becoming a producer because no, nobody else wanted to do the job. And at that time, I, I think I wasn't really qualified for a producer. It's more like a coordination work, like coordinating producer, coordinating the arranger, coordinating the singer, coordinating the, the engineers. So I was a curious kid. So I always ask questions. So when I look at the engineer, at that time, we were like recording on the 24 tracks open reel, analog recording, studio, I remember, studio 80. So at that time, we were, I, I was so curious, I was so uh, fascinating, like everything I see in the studios, like I always ask questions, oh, why is this, why is this, what is that, what is this? So I remember that time we, we at that time, a lot of studios didn't have enough budget to buy a digital delay, so we, we used the tape delay. Yes, I, I think a lot of people doesn't understand what this tape delay is. Yeah, can, in, you, in, can you explain yeah, that In the olden quickly? days, yeah. In the olden days, there's this machine called the 24-track, multi-track machine, and there's a quarter-inch tape, which is like for two-track final mix. So what we do is when we record the vocals, we have the signal pass through the quarter-inch tape. And because it's analog tape, the recording head and the playback head has a time delay. So by varying the speed of the tape machine, we get the delay time that we want. So we kind of record the vocalist with delay at the same time. Actually, Beatles is the one who started these techniques with George Martin. And then slowly I learned more and more about the real productions and then advance and then move on. And the technology has changed yes, so yes. drastically. Yes, correct. We went through the 24 tracks and we went through uh, 48 track digital tapes and then we went through the ADATs and then we went through the, the computer now. Yeah, it's all electronic now, right? Yes. It's very, very yeah. different but you're still asking questions. Well, aside from the technology, the industry has evolved in a huge way, I'm mm -hmm. sure, in the last yep. four decades. And yep. we've heard a lot about Korean pop in the U.S. Oh, yes, recently, yes, but not so much Chinese pop yet. Yes, yes. Why do you think that is? A lot of people ask the question, like, how come K-pop make it in the, in the in most part of the world, but not C-pop? As a C-pop producer in general, I think uh, C-pop is just not up to standard yet. The production quality is not up to the standard yet. Interesting. Do you think there's... Anything to do with the musical style? They're rather similar. No, I, I don't think I don't think it's a musical quality. style, but rather that uh, first of all, I think um, I think music is about emotion, and music mm -hmm. is about how you feel, and then sometimes the sound of the music 
transcends more than the lyric globally. Yes. Especially when you have a cross culture, people don't understand the lyric, people don't understand language. It's a sound that hits a person's ears first. Yes. So this is why the sound quality, I think, is important. And here we're talking about because in every language, there's a different way of resonance and different way of speaking. It's just like in the 200 years ago, when Oprah first started, Oprah don't just belong to Italy. Right. There's French opera, there's, a, there's other language of opera. But why opera ended up mostly in Italian is because Italian has an open vowel. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's good yeah. sounding. Nice to listen. So this is why this is what I meant by the sound. And I think uh, if you compare English to Latin, you find that if a song, if you heard some like like for instance, we have some Latin artists like uh, Rick Martins. If the same song that's sung in English and Latin usually sounds better in Latin it because does. of language. Yeah. You, yeah, you understand what I'm saying. So likewise, I think Japanese and Chinese has a the language has a way of spoken. The, the resonance is very inward, very backward. Like, but the Korean is... Like, so much so, more outward. Yes, the Korean language is very outward. So here, I think if we are talking about vocal with a very traditional instrument, maybe singing with erhu or whatever, then we're talking about different things. But if we're talking about pop or R&B or hip-hop, you have the same drum set, you have the same guitar, same piano, then... I think vocalist is always part of the instruments. Vocalist is the lead instrument of the band. So the technique, how the vocalist resonates, how they, how they sing out to cut through the track, I think is very important. And, and I think Korean, on one hand, because uh, K-pop started with a few great musicians which are actually Korean-Americans. So they learn the okay. technique from America. At the same time, because of the language, it's easier for them to get out to that to that stage. So I think for, for I mean, Japanese music has tried a long time. In the, in the 80s, they, they, they are they're big in everywhere, but they didn't come to America as well, I think because of the language. But I think uh, things are changing because more and more Chinese producers or singers are realized this issue. In fact, when I produced JJ Lin, uh, one of the biggest artists in, in C-pop, mm-hmm. when I first started with him in uh, 2003, I didn't realize this issue as well. But one day, uh, I think it was, it was around 2006 when I was doing the mastering session at Burning Grumman Mastering with, uh, for JJ's album. What happened was the guy before the session was Floor Rider. I was listening, listening to Floor Rider's music and I realized that at that time, my production quality of the music track was very close to Floor Rider for JJ. Mm-hmm. But somehow, I still don't get that punch. And then I listened to Florida again. And then I suddenly, all of a sudden, I realized, oh, it's the vocal. Right. It's yes. a, vocal, it's a it's way so of singing different. that is not getting getting right. Uh-huh. So from there onwards, I try to change JJ's vocals. So this is how JJ ended today. Oh, interesting. Yes. Do you find that artists respond well to that when you say you have to change the vocals, you have to sing more outward, yeah, I, like you I, have to I, I change think, your style? I think you need a lot of practice. There, is, there are ways to achieve that, but you have to be patient because it's, a, it's like, almost like changing the different way of you talk. Mm-hmm. So you have to really spend time. Okay, this is one part, I think, about, about resonance. The second part is, I think, uh, in general, most C-pop artists, I'm not saying all, did not practice hard enough. So when they get overnight fame, they get big-headed, they don't have time to improve. Because I think I think K-pop is great. It kind of illustrates a very good demonstration that being an Asian can be also very good. 
because K-pop artists train really, really hard. So they're dedicated to their craft yes, as well yes. as yeah. A lot of time, we still meet a lot of uh, young musicians from all over the Chinese-speaking area. So they 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 have some kind of very proud in the in the singing contest. That, oh, uh, I actually never learned singing before. He's trying to say that I sing so well, but I never learned before. And they're I think proud this of is, that. This is this is this is terrible. If you are really interested in, in singing, you're really interested to becoming an artist, you should learn. Look at J.J. Lin. Uh, I mean, a lot of people see J.J. Lin, the, oh, he's talented, he's gifted. No, J.J. Lin spent a lot of time to perfect his, his, his art. If you are singing to the same band formation, you have to cut through. Unless you are singing with a guitar alone, maybe a guitar alone is not so bad. But if you're doing rock, you're doing R&B, you have to cut through. It's almost like if you're recording guitarists that play very softly with an acoustic guitar to fight with a rock band, there's no way. It has to be an electric guitar with a fast. Right, you can't right? compete. So you have to cut through. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you're playing acoustic guitar, nylon guitar, you have to really play hard. As you're working with artists and mm-hmm. talking to them about different styles mm-hmm. and different ways to make the vocals a bit more accessible, maybe is the word mm-hmm. to American mm-hmm. audiences, mm-hmm. then also I'm curious, how do you market them in the U.S.? I think um, Chinese music has to take another, maybe another generation. Okay. Another generation for them to, to realize yeah. to how to, because you see, China market is, is huge. Yes. So sometimes it's quite easy. I'm not saying I'm, I'm say very easy, but easier. It's, it's, it's easier to make a success. To break in. To make an easier to success, overnight or... success. Okay. So what happened is that uh, when somebody become overnight success because I, I've worked with many overnight success artists as well. Besides beside the artists that I groom, I'm, I'm also paid to produce for some established artists. But a lot of time I find it's quite, uh, I, I, in a way, it's quite sad that, that this artist is really established. They could have done much more. They could have done a better performance, but they rely so much on technology to kind of uh, pitch shift them. <laughs> this, is, this, is like, this is like quite sad. Yeah, this is quite sad. So there, there is a lot of potential there. Yeah, but but on the other hand, looking at the, this, this is the same issue. I think there is a great potential and great room for new artists who is really want to work hard. They can kind of change the world. They will kind of have a revolution in the next maybe next lap of C-pop. Mm. And I think until the new artists came out then it's a time for them to come to the U.S., I think. What I'm saying is that uh, it's on a general situation, but out of, of course, out of the C-pop existing artists right now, there are some really good artists, mm-hmm. like Jackie Chong from Hong Kong, JJ Lin from Singapore. Uh, these are the real artists that sing almost like a Westerners. Uh, there are a few, but maybe just a few. So the revolution is underway, but yes, it might take a while. Yeah. I'm curious to hear a little bit about the summit this weekend. I know it was mm-hmm. the second... China-U.S. Music Summit at Berkeley that brought together a lot of industry leaders and curious to hear what the response was to your talk or what you learned from being with other other people. I think this summit is great. It's very well organized and the response is also pretty great. Actually, after my half an hour session yesterday, a lot of students still have more questions. Okay. So we ended up having an extension of the class at another classroom mm-hmm. for another hour. So lots of interest, lots of questions. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yes. What did they want to know? I think a lot of students, of course, I think being a Berkeley student, the reason why they come here because they are very interested to learn from, from music. Mm-hmm. But on, on the other hand, I think uh, a lot of them got stuck 
mentally. Like they 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 have uh, a lot of questions. I mean, they miss the core issue, but they always ask the side issues. So what is the core <laughs> issue in this case? I think case? the core issue is, I think, being an artist, is always how good you are, how to improve to make you a better person. Right. Rather than asking, oh, how can my music be promoted? If you're not good enough, don't waste time. And 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 some people ask it, oh, should I, should I sign to a label or manager or should I start a team or myself? But I think the core issue is try to improve yourself first because if you start a company, a team by yourself, you're going to just going to stress your partner if you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this goes back to what you've been saying, right? Work hard, dedicate yourself to your craft, yes. improve. Maybe yes. the students are a few steps ahead yep. or to the side yep. of and, all and, of and, that. And also but that's I, the main I, thing. I think because uh, you have a great... Because I, yesterday I, I went to visit the classroom in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great place. I didn't have a chance to like study in here. But, but I think this is a really great school. But they, they should make use of this opportunity. And then, and then this place, you have so many different cultures come from all over the world. You should mix with the students, make friends, and try to collaborate and try to learn from each other. I, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them, they are so used to like, only work with their closest friends. I think this is not very good. Right. So there's a lot of chance. And it's true. There's a lot of chances for them to collaborate yep. with other students from yes. different places yep. and learn from each other. And on that note, I'd like to hear a little bit from Lee Gao, the student who organized the China-U.S. Music Summit at Berkeley. Lee, can you talk a little bit about the process of organizing the summit and um, how it went? I know this was the second one and it was a big success. So it was definitely a very good learning experience for the students as well because, you know, like we are trying to prepare students, like we just barely said, really understand the industry before going to the industry so mm. they know what they actually walking into you know like the, right. the, a lot of mi- the biggest mistake uh, the student student often makes is that they think too high of themselves and then when they graduate they start realize that oh damn that's not what it is and also because I'm a business student mm-hmm. at Berkeley spe- so especially like I actually by doing this event knows that th- there are a lot of the knowledge that I have to learn Mm-hmm. really before even, you know, get into the industry to find a job that I'm looking for because I want to do a manager, be a manager, right? Mm-hmm. So there are so many different things that I have to learn, like, you know, just negotiate mm-hmm. and uh, planning and uh, reading contracts. Right. And also, like, sometimes Photoshop even, like, taking videos for artists because, you know, in the early stage, you might not have the financial support to find a photographer, so yourself have to, you know, know the basic stuff. So you can find an editor to edit for you, but you have to know how to take photos and uh, take videos. So there are a lot of those, those little things that as students, we're, we're not uh, be aware of, you know, when we're around college. But when we get out of college, we start to see, oh, this is the real world. Right. And you start to know what you don't know. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm hearing you both say is that you should just take advantage of all the opportunities to learn everything while yes. you're here. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think Berkeley is definitely the, like is a, a gold mountain. So we need to ho- learn how to dig the gold from Berkeley. You can learn yourself. Once you know the pattern, you have your own learning system, doesn't really matter which school you go to. You mm-hmm. will be, be a successful person. But come to Berkeley... Because Berkeley has a lot of resources mm-hmm. that you can use, you can take advantage of. And that's why we pay tuition here. Be more involved with events, be making connections with your uh, 
focus on developing yourself mm -hmm. and uh, making right friends. So that's what I think is very definitely very important. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why we try to build this event for our students to know this and to build collaborations, yeah, to open their eyes. And uh, so that's what Berkeley been, is best at it. And also the education system for Berkeley is also amazing. But, you know, sometimes students just want to pick easy classes, so get her <laughs> yeah. grades, you know, that's something like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you come to a, such a good school like this, you have to know what you're looking for. So are there plans for the third annual China-U.S. Music Summit? Yes, we actually were planning on that. And the, uh, we're actually going to do a recap for this event. Okay. And we're going to pick all the problems, like what Billy said, you know, earlier, in the, 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 the panel and the speech probably too, too short. So we want to extend longer. And actually, we've got a lot of feedback from students that, yo, this is not enough time. We want to learn from them. It's only 30 minutes. So next year, we're going to have less speaker probably, but have longer, you know, sessions for students to be able to learn. Okay. So that's something that we're thinking of. But, you know, yeah. definitely we need to talk to our team. Right. So and next year, we want to bring more engagement with American companies which is this time we did better than last year, but we still think we could work harder on that side. Okay. So uh, to, to letting students know the opportunities, because right now, you know, even three years ago, the uh, U.S. and the Chinese government start to shake hands, which is a good thing. So there are going to be a lot of opportunities for collaborations. I'm Katie Gibson, and this is Sounds of Berkeley. This episode was recorded at Berkeley College of Music and engineered by Darcy Davis.